I got somebody I want you to meet. Let me introduce you to Morpheus Fakenstein. You've tuned in to When Your Mind Becomes the Scene of the Crime podcast. I'm Dr. Linda F. Williams. I take survivors of abuse and trauma from pain to purpose so that you take back your power, tap into the truth of who you are, and live your best life now. Before I bring on Morpheus, there was once a story in Greek literature about a king named Mazentius. Now, he was famous for, for being very diabolical. He didn't follow any rules. He didn't know what the rules were. He just let it fly. One of the things that King Mazentius did was he used to, in the literature, it says that he tied corpses to human beings as a matter of torture. Can you imagine what a slow torture that was? According to the literature, he tied them hand against hand and face to face. Eventually, the torture would pass on. Now, the reason I'm bringing up this very old literature is that it's so similar to the dynamics that occur when we've been traumatized or abused. What happens is that we internalize that. We go into immediate survival mode. We put up certain defenses in a matter of trying never to allow that to happen again. Now, as we move through our lives and we develop these defenses, what happens is we begin to think that as we integrate those, as we stay in survival mode, we begin to believe that that's who we are. We believe that that's my personality. We get so used to being in that heightened state of protection that we really think that that's who we are. Now, I firmly believe that we don't come here traumatized, that we come here full human beings that are more than enough to accomplish our reason for existing on earth. Whatever our calling and mission is, we've been given the right personality for that. Whatever our calling and mission is, we are given the proper natural bits, natural skills, natural talents and abilities to accomplish that in the earth. But what happens is life and we become what life twists us into. Now, when somebody talks about, oh, you're living in the past or you need to give up the past so you can move forward. What that basically means is that, yes, do not ever discount what you've been through. That's a reality, but what we have to do is move through a process of healing layer by layer as we begin to take off the false personas, the false protections, the false uh, subconscious expectations that hold us back from living and thriving after the trauma. The reason I brought up the Anaid and King Mazentius and the corpse torture is because when you think about it, everything that we've been through and the pain that we've suffered and the survival mode and the trying 
often uselessly to protect ourselves from that. It's almost like we're putting on, putting something on. It's like we're being strapped face to face and hand to hand to our pasts. Just like those corpses, it's gone. It's dead and gone. And even the people that did us wrong, they are incapable of making that up to us. Because once we've endured something that has happened, you can't take that back. So just like being strapped to the corpses, I call it being strapped to the corpses of the past. Now, when you think about Frankenstein, what was Frankenstein? Frankenstein was a pieced together conglomerate of multiple dead corpses. In some kind of way, Dr. Frankenstein animated this flesh, okay? So when you think about everything you've ever endured, it's as if taking on another, the flesh of somebody else that's been hurt, the flesh of somebody else, and we become pieced together conglomerates of the dirty, ugly things that other people who hurt us have been through. And by virtue of internalizing that and being afraid to go through the healing process, then what we do is we fool ourselves into believing that we are the wrong that was done to us. So it's like this Fakenstein. I call him Fakenstein because it's a fake persona. It's a fake you that's trying to make you believe that that's who you are so that you never remember how you came here. So you never become powerful in all of the natural abilities and skills that you came here with. Everything that you need to be, everything that is more than enough for you to accomplish your purpose and mission. And that's why a lot of us are out here trying to figure out what am I here for? What is my purpose and mission? What is my passion? How can I live a more meaningful life by living that passion? It's because we become morphed out of who we came here as. That's why I named him Morpheus, because morph he us into this fake persona that thinks that it's living the life that 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 really isn't yours to live you're living a lower life a lower you and we're believing that all of that pain and that trauma is is who we are but it really isn't so all of the things we did to survive become maladaptive in the here and now all of the things that we did to survive and protect ourselves on some psychological level become maladaptive. I'll give you an example. Growing up, I remember very vividly one of many times that I was either being accused of having done something wrong as a kid, I'm nine or 10 years old, and I remember trying to tell my mother, no, no, I didn't do that or no, that wasn't me. And she got very angry at me and fe felt that by virtue of my defending myself, that I was being smart, you know, disrespectful to her. And she shut that down. Well, as I said, that's one vivid memory of many things that happened in which I felt that my vo voice was shut down. So that as I grew older, now I'm explaining this because I understand it now until I understood it 
All I knew is that when I was falsely accused, I would cry. No voice to speak up, no voice to defend myself. I'm still that little nine-year-old girl, even though I was a grown woman in her 20s and 30s in a professional setting and being falsely accused of something and not being afforded the respect to let me tell my side of the story. I would always cry. So in the here and now, I'm dressed to the nines. Back in the 80s and the 90s, we used to dress to go to work. Full-fledged suits, heels, everything, stockings. I'm dressed to the nines in a professional setting, crying like a baby, because all of a sudden, I was that nine or ten-year-old little girl. Now, we call those being triggered. But in that moment, Fakenstein was front and center. He just took over the stage. Before I knew it, I was completely hijacked in my emotions and acting out of a 1969-1970 trauma right now in the here and now as a grown woman. That's what happens. And I call that being in that moment, we being morphed. Morpheus Fakenstein stepped up front and center and completely hijacked my life in that moment. Now, if you're a trauma survivor, you've been there. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But when I wrote the book, Who's Apple Is It Anyway?, there were many times that I got writer's block and I just could not write. Now, this could go on for weeks. It could go on for months. It would go on until... I walked through another level of healing. And once I got the revelation about whatever it was I needed to heal from, I was able to move on with writing the book. It's like our lives are hijacked in that moment and everything comes to a screeching halt because Fakenstein, I call him old fakie, is front and center and hijacking your entire life. And it doesn't have to be that way. Now, it's very important to proactively determine. You know you've been triggered like that. You know what kind of situation, circumstances, people, places, or things trigger you like that. And so what you should do is be proactive in determining ahead of time. You might get some kind of warning sign. It might be a physiological thing. Something physically happens to you. Your pulse starts or you start sweating or your pulse. Your, your palms go sweaty or you just feel those emotions rising up in you. In that moment, you want to have a game plan ahead of time for stopping. Just arrest that whole process in the moment. Just shut it down and stop it and give yourself permission to step away from the whole mess and pull yourself together. What I call, th those are intervention strategies. That's all good. Affirmations, once you're triggered, all good. I'm trying to develop a way that we can even stop the escalation before it happens. And so what we can do is, like I said, proactively determine next time I'm in A, B, C, or D situation and I feel myself beginning to get triggered, I'm going to A, B, C, D. And then that way, before you get full-blown hijacked by Fakenstein, then you can kind of take control and, and, and tap into your power enough to be in control 
instead of being hijacked. Now, I want to talk to you about the concept of power. I strongly believe that we all have power. Okay, we call it human agency to make decisions and to guide our lives in, in a more positive direction. I believe that that power is innate in every human being, but I also know that that power can get shut down just like you're trying to put out a campfire. But what I also believe is that no matter how that gets smothered, there's always a cinder within us that nobody can ever put out. And when we go through surviving trauma, then we may, if, we, if, if our trauma, especially if our trauma occurred as children, we may never know that we have this innate power. So when you hear the word empowerment, it's not an external commodity. It's actually healing enough to tap into the power that is innately yours to wield. So when Morpheus Fakenstein shows his ugly head, and trust me, it's all about him when that happens, okay? Front and center, like he's on the stage, just hijacking the whole play. There are things you can do. Now, I believe that any cure to any situation is held in understanding its cause. So while affirmations and the proactive game plan are excellent and beneficial. What's even more important is to understand what's at the root of it. And by understanding what's at the root of those triggers, then you can gain an understanding of, oh yeah, okay. So that's back when such and such happened. I remember the first time I ever felt this. I remember where this came from. I remember how I looked at it as an eight or nine year old child. Now, the worksheet I'm going to give you is going to walk you through identifying various defining moments in your life. Things that affected you so deeply that it could have changed the entire trajectory of your life. It determines what you believe and what you don't in your life. It helps you to uproot false beliefs that are disempowering you and you will also determine exactly what it was you were thinking at the time that those defining moments happened. Now I'm going to also warn you when you do this exercise it's going to take you a minute. This is not something you can run through in five minutes. Things will come to mind, you'll go back to your timeline, you'll write it down. Follow the instructions I'm going to give you. But then it's also the second part of that, that you go back and tell yourself what you saw at that point in your life, at that particular age, because you don't want to do this exercise from your perspective now. You really want to take time to take yourself back to when, a, when event A happened in my life, I was, say, you were six years old, and you're going to answer the questions about that based on your six-year-old self. You will see a pattern develop as you flesh out 
this process you use the worksheet and as you use that worksheet you're going to gain the courage to tap into the power that's always been yours remember in the wizard of oz when dorothy was all over the place up and down the yellow brick road through dangerous situations, running from the witch and her flying monkeys, and we will talk about flying monkeys soon too, okay? When she was going through all of that, what was the deal? Before she started her entire journey, she already had the answer to her problem. She wore those shoes, those ruby slippers through the whole darn movie. And at the end, what was it? Oh, didn't I tell you? Yeah, uh, those shoes I gave you eons ago. All you got to do is click those together and say what you want. No place like home. There's no place like home. She had what she needed the whole time. And so do you. I'm going to cut this short, having introduced you to Morpheus Fakenstein. I'm Dr. Linda F. Williamson. It's been a pleasure to bring you another video. If you like the video, please subscribe, share, like, comment. I'd be interested in some of the things that came to mind for you as you listen to this. Meanwhile, always remember that your greatest power is realized in the truth of who you are. Know that truth. Thank you for joining us today for When Your Mind Becomes the Scene of the Crime podcast. To contact Dr. Linda, just go to whoseapple.org. That's W-H-O-S-E-A-P-P-L-E dot org.